the Honestly, I think that if you consult the CrossFit Journal's article on crossfitting during pregnancy, um, they did an excellent job summing that up because, you know, it, if you're newly pregnant and you're not doing CrossFit, it's probably not the time to take up any intense CrossFit. You still, you could still do it, scaled, modified, but if you're not used to high intensity interval training, that that's not the time to introduce it. But if you're somebody that's you're not been, gonna hit the ground right, running, exactly. <laughs> if you're somebody that's been doing an activity, CrossFit, what marathon running, whatever, you know, for at least six months prior to your pregnancy, you can continue that. And we have a lot of good data. It's all retrospective, where um, you're never going to get good double-blind controlled kind of trials, but um, that there are no increase in complications. Good morning, everyone. This is Jared Bassman with Mark McCain, and you're listening to Triumph Every Day, where we discuss the journeys that shaped the lives of our guests and how it brought them to where they are today. And our wonderful guest today is Elena Oak. Not Alana, yeah, not as Alana. we... Elena. Dr. Oak, if you will. Uh, some days. Some days. <laughs> Welcome. Thanks for coming out and, and yep. chatting with us. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Um, we've, we've known each other, uh, at least through mutual friends, for some time now. We're all kind of in a very relatively close-knit community. So um, uh, if, if nothing else, we've seen each other in passing quite a bit. So uh, if you want, let's just start out, kind of tell everybody where you're from and uh, you know how you maybe got to where you are right now. Ooh, that's a long story. Nah, we'll start. Where, where are you from? Where are you okay, from? I grew up in a little town in West Virginia, Canova, West Virginia, about six miles outside of Huntington. So it's the westernmost point of West Virginia. I was born in West Virginia. Where? Really? So he's up in the Panhandle. Yeah, I'm over on yeah. the west. Exactly. <laughs> so I grew up in West Virginia. Um, went to Georgetown College in Georgetown, Kentucky, and then. Couldn't decide, knew I had always wanted to be a physician, but kind of got a little bit overwhelmed with the idea of medical school. And then I had this little strange epiphany on a um, retreat with my Baptist student union um, where I was teaching a devotion and I just felt like I needed to teach. And so I kind of went home and, you know, dropped the bomb on my mom. Yeah, we've been thinking pre-med for three and a half years, but I, I might want to be a teacher. My mom's a teacher, a special ed teacher. So um, I decided to go to grad school and just kind of fill this out for a little bit and see. And I quickly figured out that to be a teacher, college professor, um, I had to do a lot of research, and I didn't like research at all. I liked being with people. So it was just a natural fit for me to go back to my original dream of being a physician. So then I went from Marshall University master's program in anatomy to medical school at um, the West Virginia School of Osteopathic Medicine in Lewisburg, West Virginia. Wow, that's a, it's quite a little journey and I would assume a pretty short amount of time, right? Well, just kind of typical, you know, from high school through the four years in college, one year in grad school, another four years in med school. And then the way I ended up back in Northern Kentucky was um, through St. Elizabeth. And when I was looking at residency programs, I kind of narrowed down what states I was interested in. And um, St. Elizabeth had the perfect residency and fellowship program for me. So I moved here in 95, did four years of residency and fellowship. And I went to Moorhead, Kentucky for a year. And then Saney recruited me back. And I've been here full time um, since 2000. Very cool. What, uh, what made you pick uh, Georgetown? Okay, it's kind of interesting. My best friend um, in middle school, her older brother, was my idol. He's a cardiologist. He um, went to Georgetown, and I just needed to do everything he did. Right. <laughs> you know? okay. So I kind of looked at it as, you know, it must be a good pre-med school. Sure. When they had a very high acceptance rate in the medical school. And it was a small college. Sure. Um, they come from a small town. It was the perfect fit oh, for me. Okay. A couple hours, only two hours away from home. So when you kind of talk about wanting to teach um, and having, obviously, finding that oh, I'm not, you know, the research part of it is not something that you enjoy, how do you fulfill that desire to teach? So that's really neat. Okay, so I was um, basically doing research on cockroaches. I was doing neuroanatomy research, um, studying them. I was like, this is so not me. I've got to get out of the lab. And 
and be with people. So, but then I thought, do I want to be a professor? Do I want to be go back to a physician? And I thought, why can't I be a teaching physician? So um, when I went through residency program and I started looking at jobs, I was like, oh my gosh, these are physicians that teach. So when St. E recruited me back here, I became the director of their obstetric fellowship and I teach the residents at St. E. So it's a balance of both worlds. I have a private practice as well as... So you still get to fill that kind of, Absolutely. scratch that itch, so to speak. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect. I have med students from all over, UC, UK, Louisville, Pikeville. Um, we've got a new medical school starting at NKU. Um, so those students will be with me. And so, but I still have one-on-one -on -one patient care. So it's the best of both worlds. Sounds like St. Eve's kind of taken over the... 10,000-pound gorilla of medicine, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's all of Northern Kentucky now. Is that, yeah. uh, you know, I obviously you don't have to speak on their behalf. Is that, right. is that a... Because a, some people look at it look at that as good as they can put a lot of money into different research, right. but also people could look at that as, as maybe a detriment of, oh, exactly. hey, they're the only ones you can go exactly. to. It can be both good and bad. It, the strengths that it has is that you can be experts in a lot of fields. And what you don't want to do is fragment off medical care because you can't be, you know, you can't be one person expert. You need to be a team. So that's why you see all these institutes forming with St. Elizabeth, you know, St. Elizabeth has it going on, the Christ, TriHealth, all the area um, big players. Right. And, and, and I'm, sh I'm sure you have to have, you know, certain systems that they have to talk to each other too. Exactly. So if you're, if you're, you know, have your system that's up and running at one location that has to be able to talk to exactly. a different location. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Um, what, uh, as far as where you kind of started to where you are now, what was that, what's that transition look like kind of when you first started in Northern Kentucky to where you are now? Um, wow. So when I started at Saney in 2000, I was single. I had no children. I was a workhorse, okay, and now fast forward, I'm married, I have three teenagers, I'm still a workhorse, but your priorities kind of change, and the balance that you find, and it's kind of interesting, through all that, it's talk on CrossFit, because the, it, things just, I wasn't taking care of myself, and I was like, I have these three little ones, I've got to do better, you know, at being healthy for them, yeah. and so, 2011 was a, that's a great way to look at it because, unfortunately, a lot of people look at it in the other direction, but it all comes back to that, uh, you know, put the mask on yourself before, you know, helping someone else kind of right. thing because right. so many people will sacrifice their own health for the, the love and affection of someone else, exactly. whether it's family. And again, thinking that you're doing the right thing, but you can't help others Absolutely. And so it, I can remember this vacation we had in Florida that um, where I didn't, I, I was so tired and overweight and out of shape that I didn't want to play with my kids. They had these cute little kids running around the beach. They want to play. And, and I want to sit and just, I like to read, but, you know, I didn't want to play, you know, so I was like, something's got to change. Yeah. So in October of 2011, I took on a new position in St. Elizabeth. And I thought, you know, anytime you take on anything new, um, it's always a time of reflection and a time to move forward with resolutions. And I was like, okay, we're, we're, we're going to get our fitness game on. Because yeah. I was an athlete in high school. I'm like, what has happened to me? What did I, how did I let this happen? Yeah. What, uh, what did you play in high school? In high school, I was, um, well, I was a cheerleader through high school and college, both. But my school was so small, and it was kind of school where you could play every sport. Sure. So even in high school, I played basketball. I played softball. Um, through middle school, I ran track. But then into college, I played intramural basketball, but my collegiate sport was cheerleading. Yeah. That's, a, that's, that's a huge thing when you can figure out early on that, like, I need to take... Because, again, unfortunately, a lot of people wait too long, yeah. um, or or it takes something traumatic to, to kind of happen for them to realize right. that, like, oh, I, again, I need to take some time for myself. Um, what, what does that... What, is a what does that look like starting into something like CrossFit? I, I guess, how would you find it? it I know we all have different stories. Okay, so it, it, I mean, God is, is how I found it. I mean, it's just, we 
universe puts you where you need to be, whether it's a tough time or a positive time. I, I'm a true believer in that. And um, I, we were going to Silver Lake, you know, family, that sort of thing. Um, and I just said, you know, like I had that new position. And so October of 2011, I'm, I'm going to do better. So I called up Silver Lake and said, I want a personal training package. And who did they pair me with? Matt Galston. And it was a match made in heaven. Yeah. I mean, a match made in heaven. Um, I'll show you the pictures. It, it's the transformation that took place. It's absolutely phenomenal. Um, physical, emotional. Sure. So I did a um, year of personal training with um, Matt. And then when he opened up, you know, his CrossFit, yep. opened up Pump, um, he said, hey, I'm doing this. I think you would fit in well here. I thought, no way. Those are the people that go in the basement over at Silver Lake you ah, know, yeah, and do all yeah. the crazy stuff. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I, I'm not an underground athlete, you know, because uh, that's what the program was called over there. And uh, he's like, yes, you are. And summer of, what, 2012? So that was less than a year after I met Matt. Yeah. yeah. And it just, it, it was perfect match for me because it fed that need for community that I have combined with a team sport. It's individual accomplishments that we're doing this as a team. Yeah. So it was such a natural fit. And it's community. I think it's sleeping. Yeah. Yeah, it's sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. Bucket. yeah. You got like some 311 playing in the background. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, the, the music should at least stop here in a second. But that's, uh, but that's, I think that's such a misconception too, right? You're, you're looking at these people going, there's no way I could ever do that. And then you get in there and you're like, oh, this is just working out. Yeah. Like it's just fitness. It's, it's just, it, you're putting a different kind of spin on it, if you exactly. will. You know, so many people get wrapped up in this, like, I don't know if they think, like, we're doing backflips all day. They're right. like, what we're doing is not anything different than you would be doing with a personal yeah. trainer. You're just doing it in a different in a different realm. And and that same kind of accountability, um, I think high-level accountability is always going to be personal training. You know, you're one-on-one with a, a client. Uh, but then there's things that you're missing, which is, again, that community atmosphere right. that you have in a group class where you just can't replicate that. I don't care who you are, no. you know, how great of a coach you are. You cannot replicate everyone cheering on the person who's in quote exactly. last place. Exactly. And that's one of my, my favorite things when you just see someone either break through some sort of mental plateau, um, physical plateau, and with the help of 25 other people in the room and it's just such an amazing thing to see and i think as a coach you realize what people are capable of yeah and they don't realize what they're capable of and helping them achieve that and that that is its greatest reward that's that's what i kind of heard whenever you said that about matt was Mm -hmm. he believed in me you know more than i believed in myself okay so it's kind of funny that you said that because back in 2007 or 8 um a friend of mine, Dr. Luigi Velasquez, um, said, oh, Elena, you need to try CrossFit um, with his fabulous Puerto Rican accent. Yeah, yeah. And, um, Just need that guy to do our like our, our videos. He's fabulous. Yeah. He's a sports medicine doc for Beacon. Um, he was one of my residents. And at the time, you know, I'm teaching him medicine, and he's wanting to teach me about fitness. And I asked a personal so, trainer. Sorry, real quick. That's okay. He's a sports medicine doctor at Beacon, and he recommended she to do CrossFit. He did. In 2000. Can you say that again? Uh, in 2007 or 2008? Whoa. Yeah. Oh. Sorry. Go ahead. I know. It's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy. We, that's a whole other podcast. Yeah, yeah, oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But Luigi came to me, and he, he knew I was I, I was struggling. Um, and um, so I went to a trainer and asked about it and I was told in 2007 eight, oh CrossFit's not for you CrossFit's not for you that's not good stuff and I thought okay you know it's like a doctor giving bad advice you believe you know you you, tr- you put your trust in people who say they're an expert in the field so then um fast forward to 2011 Matt Dolster says you know we're gonna do CrossFit and I said I've been told I shouldn't do that but that's not for me he's like CrossFit's for everybody he said, I, know, I do CrossFit with everybody. They don't know they're doing CrossFit. But you see that client over there that just left? She just did CrossFit. She didn't know it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, guess what? She doesn't have a broken back. And she doesn't have a broken back. Exactly. And, and, you know, she's okay. and Or he's okay. And blah, blah, blah. So Matt believed in me. And that made me believe in myself. And then the next thing I know, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm doing a pull-up. Yeah. 
and then I'm doing a toes to bar, you know, and then I'm doing handstand push-ups. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I never thought yeah. that I could do this kind of and stuff. And again, you're doing that as an adult. Which, as an adult. Which, I was 40, what, 46 years old. Yeah, which yeah. is, which is again, the one of the exciting things where, you know, Kent teaching uh, an old dog new tricks kind of thing. Right. When you see a lot of these people come through and you just see these light bulbs start popping up. Yeah. Oh, this is how this translates. You know, our fundamentals were, I just had a conversation with someone who's going through it right now and having a conversation with her explaining, you know, where she's talking about front rack. Mm -hmm. So how we do our fundamentals, it's a progressive kind of um, series and explaining like the front rack transfers to anything overhead. It transfers to the clean, it transfers Absolutely. and how everything is kind of interwoven into everything else. Yeah. Yeah, it, I, you know, one of the best examples I could give is outside of the gymnastic skills, he handed me a PVC pipe and said, okay, we're going to put this over your head, and then you're going to squat. And I went, okay. And so I held it up overhead, and I said, do you want me to do what? And he said, I want you to squat. And I was like, I, I couldn't squat. Right. Yeah. I, I could not squat with my arms over my head. I said, you're crazy. And, he, and then he takes it, and he does, I was like, I, I'll never be able to do that. And I remember that that was my best lesson in mobility mm -hmm. it was like okay this is not i've already lost some weight here and my cardiovascular fitness is improving but there's a big part of this that i don't you have. start to level you start to level up you know um and i one of the things i like to see especially unfortunately with women we still get the i don't want to get bulky thing uh, um which yeah. i always joke that yeah. i've been trying to get bulky for the last 10 years <laughs> like it's, it's not easy exactly <laughs> you know um but to see that transition from, oh, I want to tone up as another one, right. um, to, I want to deadlift 250 pounds. Mm -hmm. Oh, I want to back squat my body weight. Like those are the, the really, really cool, again, kind of you, you switch over to this other side of like, oh, I, I'm actually comfortable with how I look and feel. Mm -hmm. It's fabulous. And you feel strong. Yeah. Yeah. You feel healthy, right? Oh, I mean, absolutely. It's, it's, I mean, the very next, incredible. so, you know, 2012 started the, CrossFit, we went to, we took a family vacation in 2013, and it was so much fun, you know, hiking, zip lining, um, you know, playing on the beach, snorkeling, and I felt great. I didn't want to just stay under the umbrella and read books all day, right. even don't though that's, just, there's time for that, too. Yeah, yeah, but don't you just want everyone to have that? I do. You know? Oh, I so want it, and what's great is, um, I have a love-hate relationship with social media, as many people sure. do, sure. Um, but social media really chronicled my story and that's how people started you know looking looking into it they were like oh my gosh look what yeah, she's doing she's you know people. in her late 40s and she and we didn't get all focused on weight we you know my big thing was get get a body comp done don't you know don't look at at bmi don't look at your the weight on because you know everybody's going to lose and then they're going to plateau while they're becoming more fit Yep. So, you know, I was a big believer in get a body comp done. I mean, and, and your, you know, things like blood work and things like that. Aww. We've had people come through where they are, uh, again, on the number side of things, maybe in the same spot. Mm -hmm. But then they, oh, I'm, I'm off like two of my blood pressure right. medicines. And that's a, that is exactly. literally saving money, yeah, no uh, saving your life. Yeah. Um, you know, because it, it's a whole other side of it that, again, because we know you, you can see people who, physically look well on the outside, but could be deteriorating on the inside. Completely deteriorating. Yeah. And so the skinny fat is what we skinny we, we fat, call yep. them. Yeah. Yep. And so people. like in in so you could be in that realm and be completely unhealthy or, you know, you could look the same, mm -hmm. but hey, your number your cholesterol numbers are are doing much better. Much better. Yeah. So so then I really started researching what what's been wrong in the medical community. Because I wasn't taught this in med school. You spend hundreds of thousands of dollars of going to med school, and it, that's not the diet. The diet Matt gave me was not the diet I was taught to give people to make their hearts healthy, um, you know, that sort of thing when I was doing primary care. And so I really started digging in deep, and that's what I loved about CrossFit as well. It's like science. Okay, let's get into the sports science and nutrition and understanding the value of high-intensity interval training for fat loss. Yeah. And then that, and then that exploded. So now, of course, I'm obsessed with CrossFit Health and that I, whole. I think there's um, thing going on. One of the really exciting things to see too is the open-mindedness of CrossFit. Um, 
and how it's we're gonna grab this from here and grab this from here and grab this from here and just mesh it all together into a cohesive unit where again traditionally speaking um you know like we went through the whole cscs book and it's like you're just reading this like dry there's so much crossfit came from that mm -hmm. but it's just set in their ways it. you know it's 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 very very mm -hmm. cut and dry this is the way that it that it was and this is the way it has to be exactly versus oh this is a new technique that actually trumps the old one right you know i mean wouldn't you love to have some type of quality marker where you know they always talk about um some of the um you know medical care reform that is happening um is you know almost like value-based or quality-based you know i'm going to be held accountable for as a primary if i was a primary care doc of making sure that diabetics A1C is coming down appropriately and I will have increased reimbursement from insurance companies if I'm taking care. Okay, who does that better than anybody? CrossFit. I mean, if you're going to be results-based, mm -hmm, right. oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, I think everyone needs that. I mean, that's, that's our toughest conversation to have with clients, um, but it's a game changer if we can actually get them to tell us what their goal is. Yeah. And it's usually not, if it's something obviously they're passionate about, they can boom, mm -hmm. let us know. But let's just like have this conversation, and then once you have that, obviously to work work, work towards, mm -hmm. then you're dramatically going to improve across all time. So many times they're scared of failure. Right. You yeah. know, so they, they have an overwhelming fear of failure, yeah. so they don't want to put it on paper. And by the time a lot of you know men or women come in, they they've tried X number of fitness plans, diets, and none of them worked, and so. It just, it's almost like helping somebody quit smoking. You know, every time they fail, they're less like, you know. Mm -hmm. So it, we, we, don't, we don't use that. I don't use that word right. anymore. Yeah. And it's something I've learned with my kids. We, and I got this, I'm going to totally steal it from Ben Bergeron, but you yeah. either succeed, win, pass, whatever you're achieving, or you learn. Yeah. Yep. You know, that, that saying, that's made an enormous difference in my kids. And, you know, with people achieving fitness goals, you know, that sort of along thing. Those same lines, along those same lines, there was a, um, I cannot remember where it was from. One of the last, it might have been from the, uh, forget the Bulletproof guy. Dave, Dave Asprey. Dave yeah. Asprey. He talks, Bulletproof coffee. He talks about um, setting expectations and not, or setting preferences and not expectations, mm -hmm. meaning... If you have a expectation that I'm going to lose 30 pounds in 30 days and you don't reach it, you believe you're a failure. If you do obtain that goal, there's no joy because it was an expectation. Right. So if you set a preference that I'm going, instead of saying I'm going to lose 30 pounds in 30 days, I have a preference that I'm going to make it to the gym five days a week. So then you can celebrate exactly. a win. And Mark says it. Mark says a lot too. Like we need some wins. Like you need to look for wins. Oh, absolutely. You know, I talk about it with clients all the time about like, hey, look, it's our job here to basically think of a silo, it's an empty mm -hmm. silo. Mm -hmm. And whenever you walk in your first day, we're gonna start filling that that freaking thing up mm -hmm. with wins. Yeah. And then we're gonna build this confidence. Oh, oh, uh, you know, you didn't think you'd come three days a week? Mm -hmm. Oh, you just did. There's another exactly. win. You didn't think you could jump on this box? Oh, there's exactly. another one. You just keep filling up. Because we know inevitably life, the world, whatever you want to say, mm -hmm. comes against us. And it's like, oh, I got that flat tire. I couldn't make it. Or, oh, my mm -hmm. kid's sick. Yeah. Or, oh, this thing. But we have to be able to look back at, like, all the wins. Because yeah. so many times Absolutely. people get focused on the mess and the losses. and They walk into right. our space and they say, I can't do this. I can't. I'm not worried about what you can't do. Mm -hmm. You know, let's, let's, let's harvest your path. Because, I mean, as you know, I mean, being around it every day and having this awesome transformation, um, you don't get bitter without getting off the couch. You right, know, you, you know, exactly. and Unfortunately, if I just, you know, all of us being, you know, uh, in the gym consistently, but if we all know someone in our lives that if they just continue to sit down for the next 12 months, they're not going to get exactly. any, you know, any better. Yep. So we need to start somewhere. And so many times people are so hesitant, they talk themselves out of it. But um, so, yeah, you need to start just getting, yeah. getting some. And I remember my initial thing. goal with Matt was not even a weight mm -hmm. or, you know, to achieve our body fat percentage. Mm -hmm. He, I remember him saying, okay, we're going to set a goal. Do you have anything big coming up in your life? So this mm -hmm. was in October of 2011. I said, yes, I'm going to Greece in May. Mm -hmm. And he said, okay. And I said, I would love to feel better. 
and want to do more active things, plus look a little better in a bathing suit. And he said, okay. And so that's what we kind of focused on yep. was, yeah, not a certain number. Just and that's great. That's, a, that's the way I like to mm-hmm. set those goals. Yeah. Um, two things to finish off what you were talking about, even with your non-new clients or seasoned athletes, you still have to look for wins. Oh, you know, yeah. uh, bar, Barbell Club's a so. perfect yeah. example where it's like, I haven't PR'd my snatch and da, da, da. And it's like, yeah, but, but you did doubles at 90% and made both of those. So it doesn't like, again, those are still wins. Um, and to your point with the, the goal setting, I think that those kind of things are, they're easier to obtain um, as far as, as men- mentally to kind of ch- take these chunks out of. Um, and two, like, there's nothing wrong with a little bit of vanity. If, oh, I always tell oh. people all the time, like, if, if you're not doing this for like, most, 99% of people are starting this for a, a vanity reason. And there's oh. nothing wrong with that. Nothing. You know, nothing. It is primal. Nothing, primal. nothing at all. Everyone's yeah. like, how'd you get started in CrossFit? And I was like, that was bad. And I didn't like it. Like, and it's a hundred percent the reason why, you right. know, like Mark and I met at an urban active and I'm exactly. like, well, just to let you know, like, and I don't mind saying this at all, because this was all over Facebook is so, you know, with the help of Matt and becoming part of a CrossFit community, I lost an enormous amount of fat. Um, and the physical transformation was unbelievable, but I had had three kids and pregnancy can, it doesn't always, some people get lucky enough that it doesn't wreck your body, but to, to the, yeah. it does stretch out your skin. And so I was like, okay, I am going to have a mommy makeover. And I told everybody in my CrossFit class, I'm having surgery this day. I'm going to have my tummy tuck done and some other things lifted. And I put it on Facebook, not pictures, of course, but because I, I wanted to empower women to say it is okay. It's not for everybody, but it is completely okay if you want to do this to make yourself feel better about yourself. Because if you feel more confident in, in clothes, if you feel more confident in a bathing suit, if you feel more confident in the bedroom, yeah. Everything gets better. It bleeds over. The board. It, it bleeds, bleeds over, over into every part. And it the does. opposite of that, the negativity bleeds over it does. into oh, your life. When you don't feel happy and comfortable in your own body, mm-hmm. and when you are just putting yourself down over yep. and over and over again, that's going to bleed into your work life, your home life, mm-hmm. your kids' life, their school life. I mean, it's – and yeah. so – I can't pretend to know what it's like to have a child. You know, I've never had that experience. It's but the most amazing thing yeah. that a female ever does, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. And we'll definitely get to that in a little <laughs> bit. Um, but it's one of those things to where I can still relate to what it feels like to be unhappy with yourself. Oh. You know, and, and to do something for yourself. We One of the – some of the most exciting clients that we get in here are those people that say, I have so much to do, but I'm doing this for myself. I've talked to my family, I've talked to my kids, I've talked to my husband, I've talked to my wife, whatever it is, and say, I'm taking one hour out of my day to have this for myself. And we call this a sanctuary. Absolutely. You know, we like you should be able to come in, have the worst day you've ever had, and leave here in a better mood. Absolutely. And if we're if we're not doing that, then we're not doing our job. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So it's one of those That's things. A great analogy. The 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 more kind of daily relief we can give to people. Mm-hmm. I think the, the more successful that we're being. You know, I think your point about, you know, doing, uh, doing that stuff to build more confidence in yourself. And I haven't had as much time with you as, as Jared, but uh, whenever you said that you were coming in, I was like, oh, she's like the real happy one, you know? <laughs> but it's like, think about, think about, you know, that might, you know, I, that's, yeah, not no. I, hope, I hope you take yes. pride in that. Yeah. Because it's like, how are you being described to other people? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, what are right. other people saying about you? Exactly. Um, you know, is it the, well, she's, you know, negative. Like, kind of, you literally use that word. It's, it's, so why aren't people doing these things to build more confidence? And, and you know, that's, that's why we believe in what we do so much. We're so passionate about it. Because we know that we're not snake oil salesmen. You know, and exactly. people that come in here generally, like, day after day, even if they can come in at least three days a week, whatever it is, one day a week. It's a good hour of their time spent. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not, they don't, they're not leaving here like, oh, that was a waste of time. Exactly. They're like, oh, now I, you know, I got to work out. I'm feeling better about myself. You know, we're tickled to death anytime someone gives oh. us a compliment as small as, wow, I, you know, picked up my, my daughter and I didn't hurt my back. Or a nonverbal yeah. comment, comment being that they take the 3.30 p.m. class and they're still here at 5.30 to, you know, an yeah. hour after class yeah, is over. Just enjoying the community. Talking oh, to other people. Absolutely. You know? A- absolutely. Yeah. 
it's um it it's it's amazing what that sense of community you know will do also to to build your confidence and um to um to improve your mindset i mean i that's one thing that i I've always been interested in psychology, kind of, but over the past few years, I've become completely obsessed with the power of the mind and mindset and how I can use it in my daily life as a wife, as a parent, as a physician. Um, and that came out of CrossFit, really. It did because it came out of once you lose the weight and, okay, now I, I look better, I feel better, now I'm setting goals that are sometimes athletic related. I want to achieve this. And then you get upset because you can't like your barbell class. Well, that you got to go back to mindset training and, and, and yeah, it's just, yeah. And and helping, helping to help others achieve Mm -hmm. certain mindset goals. Um, you know, we've, we've talked about it here and I'm sure if anyone who listens to these, probably hear tired of hearing us talking about it, but like problem solving ability, you know, it's one of the things that really helped me out in, in a personal level of, Hey, if I have this giant problem in front of me, i.e. a chipper or something like that, and like you learn how to Absolutely. like, oh, this isn't going to kill me. I just need to work through it piece by piece. And you can take that and move that into daily life, yeah. you know, um, and take any numerous examples of what you can take out of a workout and move into Absolutely. your daily life. And to your point about community, being able to talk to others about their experiences, mm-hmm. you know, what they're going through in their life. Right. Um what, you know, I know Fort Wright has had a couple members pass away. We've had a couple, you know, and it's like you can surround yourself and take a, a terrible moment and have a sense of community. You all knew that person mm-hmm. and you build this kind of sense of camaraderie out of something that was a, a terrible situation. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, I fair. do. I love that saying that um, CrossFit and CrossFit emulates this. There's a saying where it's um, when you're alone pain, let's see, joy is only half as good and pain is twice as bad. So when you're alone, joy is only half as good, pain is twice as bad. And so with, with, I mean, think of the joy that that you get out out of the community. And if you don't have the community, the grief and stuff, you you know, and and we do, I've met people that for whatever reason in their life, um, things just haven't gone their way and they really don't have a good sense of community they've never they're either new to the area or they haven't found it or maybe they're trying to get out of the bad community they were in the addiction community mm-hmm. you know what i mean and um and then they find this and it's like bam there you go yep. you lift each yep. other up absolutely and it's and that's why that's why so many people think it was a cult i, I can see why i, I mean, like sanctuary yeah sanctuary is <laughs> good um i do want to talk a little bit about um you know how many crossfit babies you you've been involved with it's All a right. lot. I've actually lost track <laughs> yep. of how many, but it, it's obviously it's a that handful. that was not an intention of joining no. a CrossFit gym, but a result of being a part of a community, correct? Exactly. Yeah, I just uh, you know came in as any uh, everyday athlete, you know, came in and then um, I noticed, oh, well, she was my patient, and you know, and then I would talk to patients. My patients watched my transformation, um, and I think that that really spark them like okay she's she's like me she just she has little kids and um she works a full-time job and she's still making time for this in her life and um and they you know i have a handful of patients that went through that entire weight loss you know self-improvement that sort of thing and then out of that they they have referred me you know patients in so it's uh yeah i have a nice little um group people yeah i think that's i think that's that's so cool you know athletes that have delivered what um let's talk a little bit about just fitness and pregnancy right Mm -hmm. because there's um we have kind of our short list of modifications for people to come through but it is a it is a a one-on-one kind of experience Mm -hmm. i mean you're one person's one woman's pregnancy is not the same as the next so um i don't know maybe just some some guidelines for people to follow. Honestly, some... I think that if you consult the CrossFit Journal's article on CrossFitting during pregnancy, um, they did an excellent job summing that up because, you know, it 
if you're newly pregnant and you're not doing CrossFit, it's probably not the time to take up any intense CrossFit. You still, you could still do it, scaled, modified. But if you're not used to high-intensity interval training, that, that's not the time to introduce it. But if you're somebody that's you're not going to hit the ground right, running. Exactly. <laughs> if you're somebody that's been doing an activity, CrossFit, what marathon running, whatever, you know, for at least six months prior to your pregnancy, you can continue that. And we have a lot of good data. It's all retrospective where um, – because you're never going to get good double-blind controlled kind of trials, but um, that there are no increase in complications. So we knew that about marathon running for years. We've known it about step aerobics and, you know, it's like, you know, spinning and all, all this kind of stuff. But then CrossFit came on the scene and it's like, okay, this is new. What, how's this going to affect pregnant women? Well, now we do have starting to come in, the data is starting to come in that shows no increase in um, adverse outcomes, healthier pregnancies. Um, the um, Most physicians will suggest monitoring heart rate, you know, um, and so if you wear a heart rate monitor, I always tell people, you know, I'm fine with you in the yellow. And even if you go in the red some, that's okay. You just don't want to stay in the red. What, what is if you're the, short uh, of breath, your, your baby's short of breath. Is that why it's just kind of a lack Pretty of oxygen? Pretty much, yeah. lack of oxygen, yeah, lactic yeah. acid buildup. You just want things. And it, and it's really just to make sure you're getting good blood flow through that placenta and the baby's getting getting the nutrients. But, um, you know, in my experience, the CrossFitters that I have taken care of that have CrossFit their entire pregnancies, I don't have Well, it's, one. it's just like anything else. You, you hear all these kind yeah. of miracle stories of people getting in these car wrecks and then walking away because they're physically fit mm-hmm. versus someone who would, you know, exactly. it's, pregnancy is a traumatic experience. Mm-hmm. It's the same kind of thing. If you're physically fit, you should, you do better. You should be doing better. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and Absolutely. again, this isn't an across the board mm-hmm. case. There's obviously complications that are one off for some exactly. people, but yeah. you're still just trying to physically mm-hmm. take care of your body. And I, and I also think it, it probably delays some of the potential complications. I mean, there are a certain percentage of people that are going to develop preeclampsia or high blood pressure during pregnancy. But we know that if you're physically fit and healthy, and one of the things that um, has been studied is a higher protein diet to prevent preeclampsia. Crossfitters typically eat a higher protein diet kind of thing. So yeah, and you know, it's, I've got a a limited number. I don't have thousands and thousands, but if you look at the data, it's good. And, um, I had the opportunity to actually talk a little bit with Greg Glassman last year about um, pregnancy and CrossFit and this whole the CrossFit health movement, and um, they're on top of it. I think we're going to start seeing a lot more, um, you know, journal articles and experts in the field. What um, making people feel more comfortable? Yeah, yeah. Because again, we get and again, we don't ever fault people for we cause we'll have people put their membership on hold. Some will work all the way mm-hmm. through. And again, I I don't. I can't pretend to know what it feels like mm-hmm. to try and work out, you know. I, I really think I was just telling um, one of my patients uh, yesterday um, that we we need to take a wall ball, probably a 14, those, yeah. maybe a 20-pound wall ball, and put it on, but don't use your arms to hold it. we got to figure out some, you know, way to strap it, tape it around yeah. you, and then, uh, and then uh, what? And that's I've about, seen I've yeah. seen those. I've seen people, like, do workouts, like, you know, yeah. some, like, they're like, hey, yeah. someone's pregnant, so we kind of wanted to see what it was like, yeah. and they just see duct tape just all around <laughs> their midline. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. yeah, obviously. What's the, uh, two things, what's the recovery look like once delivery's done, mm-hmm. or maybe, again, I know you just have small sample mm-hmm. size versus CrossFit yeah. or just fit women mm-hmm. versus maybe a little more sedentary. And then how's the CrossFit health movement? What's your experience on that? Okay, so as far as postpartum recovery, it is hard to keep people down. Mm-hmm. You know, once you've been bitten by the, the CrossFit bug and it's really part of your everyday life and your physical health, your mental health, everything, then you they deliver and now – they're not going to the gym. That can be an enormous struggle for some athletes. It just depends on how important it is to them. Um, but for most, it, it, the ones that have been doing it for a while, it's pretty important. So, you know, we know that they can start becoming active again at about two weeks. Not heavy CrossFit, but if they have a normal vaginal delivery, I, I'm fine with them coming back in the gym, gently rowing, get on the the um, the assault bike gently, 
yeah, I don't even mind you doing squats, that sort of thing. Um, and they, they just rebound so quickly. I mean, and it's really hard to keep them down for that four-week period. Most docs will say six weeks. A lot of it depends on if you had any complications. For the uncomplicated pregnancy, I don't want to release them back to full CrossFit till six weeks, but I'll let them, you know, tell them it's okay to yeah, come into the gym. Yeah. yeah, and then, but they, they recover amazingly mm -hmm. well. I mean, it's just like anything, surgery. I mean, it's just yeah. the ones I've had to do C-sections on, I'm just, I'm blown yeah, away. That's a, that was a, they heal, they, they use very little narcotic pain medicine. That's a question that I had as far as, you know, the difference between um, uh, a normal birth and a cesarean section birth. Yeah. Like, because um, I know we've had women here where it's like, you just don't have any abdominal right. kind of fortitude left. So like, yeah. what, what, what can we do as coaches to kind of help that along? I really think that, that just focusing on, on core strength, yep. um, that, that is, that is enormous help, um, to, um, really, cause basically what happens is, you know, just the fascia and the muscles get all stretched out and they, you know, they'll rebound and regain, um, their strength, but it, it takes a hit. Yep. And, um, so anything that can help, I, I, I love planks. Um, so I was going to say planks, planks. And I love to have my pregnant women do planks throughout their pregnancy because they lose the ability to do a sit up, but just put them on their, you know, in a plank position sure. and, and have them do planks and, and babies are still getting plenty of oxygen. There's no compression. Of are there, um, are there big kind of no go movements that we should you don't, you don't you don't want pregnant women to be flat on their back for any period of time after about 16 to 20 weeks um, just because of the way the blood vessels come off the aorta to the uterus okay. and that that big uterus can compress the aorta if you're laying flat on it but you know what's interesting is that we're designed that our bodies kind of tell us what what we can and what we can't do sure. it, it just gets to the point where your center of gravity is off that um, you will just start developing aches and pains. And your um, body's going to say, hey, right. hey, stop that. <laughs> Jumping is is okay, you know, for the most and, part. But up until third trimester, about the time you probably shouldn't be drum jumping is when you can't jump. It's kind of, yeah, so my, my sister, yeah. um, so Chris, if you saw mm -hmm. him, they're, they're about to have their first in uh, about a month and mm -hmm. six days. Um, so they, you know, and my sister comes in and it's, she literally was one of those workouts where she's like, well, can't do that anymore. Yeah. You know, and it's just, you can same like, yeah. like you said, like we're built to be able to say, Oh, exactly. our body's giving but us a little bit of a But you just scale or so. modify every single yeah. movement. And that, that's been, you know, that's, you kind of even go back to just trying to get people to buy into, to CrossFit. If, if all they see is, you know, um, somebody walking across the hand, the floor on their hands, if they right. think that's CrossFit, they're just so sadly misinformed. Yeah. And again, that's such a small percentage mm -hmm. of people that are doing that. I know. You know I that. know. But yet that's what, you know, sometimes tends to get showcased. So I really do go into your second part of your question of CrossFit health. I really love the movement that they're taking and a lot of the marketing materials yeah. that they're doing now that show the everyday person who is getting off their diabetes medicines, off their high blood pressure medicines because, um, and we know that it has benefit even if you don't lose an enormous amount of weight. We know that just the, the high intensity interval type training um, improves cardiovascular health. It improves yeah. insulin resistance. You know? So what, um, for the people that might not know, like what is CrossFit health? What is this movement? Okay, so Greg Glassman, he calls it the mess. And, um, it, it really, our healthcare system is a, a complete mess right now. When you look at the big players with insurance companies, big pharma, um, you pull in the government and how it's all reimbursed and all the misinformation out there. Basically, you know, you have drugs that, that do more damage to the body than good. And you have the government supporting, you, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's really, really complicated. Exactly. It's a big, huge mess. And what I love is that he's got enough data now, you know, that it's like, okay, we, we can go with this. Yeah. And CrossFit can still be a sport, but it really needs to be more about improving the health of, yeah, you know, That was going to be a question. What, what's your opinion on the shift that we've obviously seen within mm -hmm. this last year? I, you know, obviously you, you, you know, make this big announcement and you fired a whole bunch of their staff yeah. and, hey, we're not doing regionals and like, 
Yeah. I, I I personally love it. I think mm-hmm. it's it's the absolute right direction to go because you don't need you don't I've never I'm never gonna do pistols again. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just, it's yeah. just Ever. like you just mentioned with pregnant women that mm-hmm. were like, Well, I just can't do this anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's almost like I wish every client was pregnant, men and women. Exactly. And they'd be like, Oh, I can't do this like you know, because obviously, you know, CrossFit gets the, the, the rap of like, you're right. going to get hurt. And so many people are broken when they come mm-hmm. to our program. And it's like, does this hurt? It's like, yeah. It's like, okay, well, stop doing it. And then you turn your back and they're still doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, you know, yeah. it's usually obviously probably more of the male, uh, younger male testosterone build generation, you know, yeah. in a lot of ways. And, and like we talked about even before yeah. the podcast, me and Jared were there. But anyway, all I'm trying to say, you know, obviously with this pregnancy, you have obviously another life in your your, your mm-hmm. body yeah but it's not always as obvious when some people walk into the gym and they're broken but they see old you know tom over here doing muscle ups and they're mm-hmm. like well i want to do that and then uh, they're just not taking like, the proper steps so like right. you had a shoulder reconstructive surgery no mm-hmm. exactly. you know but but sorry to get on that team but yeah, yeah. I was, I, well i was just gonna say it's just one of those things to where i don't i don't ever have to do pistols again to be fit you know, right. I can still exactly. do CrossFit. I can still exercise. Mm-hmm. I can still be a very healthy individual without doing these extreme mm-hmm. movements, um, and and maintain a, a perfectly good level of health uh, without without you know being in the sport. Exactly. Of it, you know, and I think that was exactly. this this build up into the Open and the CrossFit right. Games was always so mm-hmm. so high that it did keep a lot of those people out. Mm-hmm. You know, and now you've got instead of you know recaps of the CrossFit games, you've got a, the, I love the old couple, uh, with yeah. the, the two older people where it's like literally picking up a jug of water or standing up, you know, like exactly. that's a wall ball. Exactly. Well, when you go to the certification, you know, they talk about delaying decrepitude, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, right. that's one of the big words I feel like they use. And, and I don't know how the, the CrossFit health one differed from just the normal, um, certs, but you know, I mean, that's what life's about, yeah. right? We're, we're, exactly. we're developing functional fitness in this room and building muscle if grandma or grandpa falls down, exactly. ideally they're not going to break their head. Right. Well, yeah. your greatest predictor of longevity is probably leg strength mm-hmm. yep. of, yeah. of all the things. Not, I mean, we, we push cardiovascular health, but you have got to be able to get yourself off the floor. You should be able to pick your if feet you up If you have a prolonged hospitalization, you get a pneumonia mm-hmm. or something, you've got to be able to get up from bed yeah. and, and move. And that requires leg strength and it requires mobility. The burpee so, is the most important tool we have. It really is. It I is. mean, it gets you off the floor. Yeah. It, yeah. So I, I start every right. fundamentals you, class. You asked about the, you know, the way CrossFit is, is moving. And um, the, I think that in terms of for CrossFit as a brand, I think there's room for both. And I think this transition year is hard. And, you know, I really can't, comment on what happened at HQ with the loss. I hate it because I love Rory and Tommy. Oh Harkins God. Yeah. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that heart. like I'm excited. Right. Those people have lost no. their jobs no, and they're no. gone out of the but public when eye. It but it comes to if, if what you truly want is to make a difference and you want to support your affiliates, mm-hmm. your affiliates are not, you know, being supportive off of, an athlete, one athlete that might go to to the games. Some you know would say I mean? some would say it would be a, a, a deterrent in exactly. some ways because Absolutely. they do require a lot more. And again, this isn't like knocking anyone that, that has very good athletes by any means. It's but it takes a lot of of if you're programming for that athlete, if they are getting special treatment mm-hmm. or exactly. and you know and again, there is a huge huge intimidation factor. Like mm-hmm. you said, if you walk into a gym and you've got you know somebody just racking tons of weight and you're right. like, I've never worked out before. That is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. That absolutely. is terrifying. And I mean it, and you know, we're put on this earth to make this, you know, our purpose I really feel is to make it a better world, you know, make it, you know, better, be a better person, choose kindness. You know, I'm all about all that kind of stuff. So I, I really feel that this CrossFit health push and focusing on that is, is what's going to make, a difference for the greater good yeah. you can still have the sport of fitness and and it's fun and what people don't understand it about crossfit is that that don't do crossfit is that okay i i love football yeah. i love going to football games i love the Bengals despite mm-hmm. you know the record yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i've never played football sure. you know however 
there is something to be said for coming in and learning the skill of a snatch, mm -hmm. whether you, all you can ever do is snatch a bar mm -hmm. and then watching somebody do it on TV. And you appreciating become, it. And appreciate yeah, it. Right. it. It's like, oh my gosh, we're all participating in this sport. Yeah. yeah. Got so much more respect. For exactly. But I think, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I think yeah. They're, they're, they're on the right track. And I think, you know, with Julie Fouché at kind of the head of, you know, what mm -hmm. part of it she I got to meet her at the at the conference okay. and it, it she's just, a monster she's a monster <laughs> and she's smart and um she knows where this needs uh -huh. to go yeah so. well I think it's it's it, it, that's a good final thing there which said you know where it needs to go because I feel like CrossFit almost looked at it like hey what do we want our legacy to be do we want to mm -hmm. do we want to find the fittest one male one mm -hmm. female person in the world or do we want to change millions of lives of everyday people yeah, exactly I I was at Thornton's yesterday buying a cup of coffee and it had a front page of like the Lexington Herald or something like that. It was just on the way out and it was just a map of Kentucky and broken down by counties. And it was just uh, basically early deaths and it was uh, white to um, dark blue. And it was just like, you just see this like seed on the, southeastern mm -hmm. to basically towards west virginia and again exactly. a lot of those yeah. are and a lot of those are drug overdoses and things mm -hmm. like that there's a higher cap per capita drug overdose even taken if you took take that out drug, it would still be the same color. it's still the same color, yeah. color right yeah. so again it's and like, honestly if you want to make it even broader it goes down i, I call it the, the sec syndrome mm -hmm. you know it kind of if you look you fall Sorry, fall down <laughs> for sports like you know what i mean like yeah. think about it because the um not only do you see the highest rates of heart disease diabetes cancer but then from my field you see those are where the highest rates of preterm birth are mm -hmm. they're where the highest rates of hypertension and diabetes in pregnancy the highest rates of um babies born you know growth restricted yep. so and it, it it all just comes down it, to the health of your community absolutely those are all preventable Pretty much. I mean, Pretty much. Is, you know, you know there are that, there yeah, is but... a certain genetic component, but then oh my gosh, we could do a whole podcast on genomics and mm -hmm. how what we eat and what we do is changing our DNA. Yeah. You know, that's you know just that's fascinating. Absolutely. Work. I mean, um, and just being in in a, in a very small sense, doing some traveling into other countries and things like that, and you go to, you know, we my wife and I went to Italy, and it was like. Lack of a better term, there's not a lot of fat people in Italy. <laughs> it just, it's, it's like we did when David and I went to Paris. Um, we were sitting, you know, just on a street in Paris having coffee, and that's one of the first things he said. And I was like, mm -hmm. it's yeah. just, and it's, and, and again, you just you look around, mm -hmm. and there's not a lot of places they're just going to have processed food and mm -hmm. and there's again that's a, a whole markets, so, yeah. whole just another simple, podcast. Simple kind of layup question. We fix this. Oh gosh, <laughs> it's it, it's really really complex. But it's just like any. It's a chipper. Uh -huh. It's not you know mm -hmm. you're gonna chip away at it. It's one rep at a time yeah. and one person at a time, one organization at a time. You mm -hmm. know, it, and and that's what what's gonna change it. Now there are problems you know at at the bigger bigger sure, level, sure. and then you're but gonna bring you really in control. right, and then you're gonna bring in the politics of how universal health care would affect the economy because it would it, i mean people would lose jobs you know it would change but i think that control the controllables mm -hmm. and what we can do as a community and saint elizabeth's you know one of their missions right now is to make this one of the healthiest communities in america is we just have to chip away at it and, and you got to start with the things like you said the things you can control which exactly. is Bring in your 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 friends to come right. work out. Absolutely. Hey, have your friends over. Hey, we're gonna do meal prep together. Exactly. You know, um, it's fun. It's it's yeah. fun. It's one of those things you start to teach people like what they've generally been taught is probably not the most accurate thing. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's a you know you get into the having to shift people's mindset. That's a whole other story. But again, just bringing someone in like, hey, I want to I want to work out with you. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, I want to I want to take you out or come over to my house. I want to make you dinner and mm -hmm. show you that like I can make something yeah. that. Is not fried, but also tastes good. Exactly. You know, and you, and and you do that. You do that in the workplace. You know, you go into a um, an office or whatever. Like um, my husband, we did um, a team building um, with his his um, team. He's in sales, and it was like we're going to do CrossFit, and they're not even going to know they're doing CrossFit, and mm -hmm. they're going to have fun. You yep. know, 
I had a blast. Yeah, yeah I That's agree. Awesome. Um, I do, uh, for respect to everybody's time, um, just kind of wrap a couple things up. Okay. I, um, I do kind of curious uh, as far as how do we get, how do you, as a medical professional, how do we get past this stigma of like, CrossFit is extreme. Exactly. Like you're going to come in and mm-hmm. you're going to be required to do handstands your first day. Mm-hmm. Like how do we get past that for people? I, I think that you have to approach it as, okay, that's not what CrossFit is about. Let's CrossFit is a lifestyle that involves physical activity and a nutrition plan. Okay. And take all the fancy schmancy stuff, stuff out of it. It's just working out. It's just working <laughs> out. And it's working out in a community that will help hold you accountable. Um, a community, it's people want to come to CrossFit class. And then I think in addition to that, it's, you know, you're getting a lot more sick sitting on the couch doing nothing. That's what drives me crazy. Going back to your sports medicine question is I get so tired of physical therapists and sports medicine doctors bad mouthing CrossFit. Um, there are injuries in any sport. Are they, are, do they bad mouth distance running? Not per, per capita, um, football per thousand athletes. Um, it's a nine, nine percent for foot, like American football, Mm -hmm. 9% chance of serious injury mm-hmm. olympic weightlifting is 2.3 to 3.1 and crossfit or sorry 2.3 to 3.4 percent and then crossfit is 3.1 so yeah. triple the amount for something like american football exactly. which is one of the most popular sports i we know have. and and i do love it yeah, it's i love all sport but you know it's yeah and that, that that i i i say all the time it's doctors are stupid probably shouldn't say that but but they are they they speak sometimes you know just out of not knowing you know and it's so okay so what if you you know pull a calf muscle doing box jumps okay what that probably is saying is that you need to do more mobility work you need to stretch maybe you should do box step ups and not jumps and what mark told said earlier is there's a chance you were broken before you came exactly here. so we get exactly. we get the we get the blame for exposing oh, yeah. some weaknesses mm-hmm. that there is no way i mean we ask people on their fundamentals or their intro form mm-hmm. do you have any serious injuries we need to know about right no Mm-hmm. All right, and you start doing fundamentals like, oh, I had a major back surgery when I was, <laughs> or I fell off a horse and I yeah. had to, you know, and you're like, why didn't you tell me that? Yeah. But again, it comes down to that's their normal. Mm-hmm. So their normal was, I've lived with this my entire life. So right. it's, I'm not injured, mm-hmm. but that's something that we need to know about. But if, you, if they don't tell us, yeah. there's no way for us to know. But how you're so injured sitting on the couch and you don't even know it. I'm hurting you right now even. sitting. I'm not, I'm not kidding. Like, I can't wait to like go down and like roll my back out. You know, yeah, I think it's just like you said, it's just that, that lifestyle kind of change. Mm-hmm. And once people can wrap their heads around, oh, you know what? Hey, if, let's just say once, once a year, I get a little bump or a bruise, like right. working out or something like that. It's not going to be the, like, exactly. if that can be like somewhat of a new normal. I mean, in any type of realm of training, like I've never met a single person, followed a professional online. That's not had a little bump or a bruise. Oh, absolutely. And guess what? It usually starts a learning process into, mm-hmm. you know, oh, this is how I can repair my shoulder after, you know, exactly. X, Y, Z kind of thing. Or, hey, here's something I should avoid mm-hmm. in the future. And not you to know? mention, call, tally up the cost of diabetes. Oh, right. gosh. Tally up the cost of, and you know, having di- kidney that's dialysis. That's the thing. And we, we know plenty of people, those of us that work in the healthcare care field, that if all they're doing is walking – 30 minutes a day, oh, three God. days a week, that's not getting them off their diabetes medicine. Yes. It, it is improving. It's, it's better start. than it's sitting. A it's a start. But it's not getting you off your diabetes and medicine. And it's a, lay, it's a layup for the doctor to tell you that. Mm-hmm. Well, again, on a very personal level, like think of your story you just shared. What if you didn't start working out? Oh, I know. Like, what, what, what oh, I, I can't for? even imagine. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, but there's people out there that don't. You know what I mean? So, like, where you were at, they're faced with that decision, and they're just like, "Eh, I'll pick the couch. Mm -hmm. And then now they're, they've missed out on maybe 10, 15 years of their life. Yeah. So that's the, that's the tragedy. And they may still live, 
but what's but the quality? The quality of life. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. They're, they're yeah. Their kids. I waited late to have kids, so I've got to stay healthy. Yeah, yeah I didn't even start having kids till I was thirty, what five or something. So. Tell my wife that, please. <laughs> <laughs> she won't listen this far in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, She's like, I'm done with that. Oh, good. Um, I know, right? <laughs> How'd you see me? <laughs> Phones on airplane mode. Um, so uh, we always we always finish things out with a, a pretty simple question. That is just, uh, what is your definition of success? Of success. Oh my gosh. Oh, if you maybe do like a word association, it would be happiness, and that makes me laugh because I'm the happy one. Yeah, like that, that's the best compliment I've got. Is she uh, the yeah. happy one? Yeah. Um, I do think that. Um, I, I do think that that it's it. It's being happy and content with where you are in this world. It's not related to money. It's not related to personal um, possessions. Um, I, I think that success is being happy and content in my world. Wow. Yeah, that's huge. That's great. I think that's uh. I love it. Whenever we answer, ask those questions, they're always moderately. Mm-hmm. There's some. They're similar. Yeah. Right, but I, I really That's do. An underutilized state of mind yeah. in yeah. today's world with yeah. everything. Exactly. Yeah. And the every answer we get different, but also mm-hmm. kind of along the same lines. It's mm-hmm. always interesting to hear what people have to say. So thank you so much for You're kind welcome. of coming and hanging out today. It Appreciate it, and thank you all for listening to Triumph every day. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, and everywhere your favorite podcasts are found. Find us at triumphstrength.net on Instagram at triumphstrength and Facebook at facebook.com slash triumphstrength. See you guys next week.